podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. When it comes to business travel in Orlando, it's never business as usual. Oh, sure, I could go on for days about all the incredible places to hold meetings or the Michelin dining or the innovative industries that'll make you feel right at home. But Dr. Michael Edwards of Ocean Insight said it best. Orlando is as much a business capital as an entertainment one. So dive in and see what's happening in Orlando, where the possibilities for business travel are unbelievably real. Learn more at Orlando for Business. Welcome to a very special uh, FYP podcast extra uh, right here from Selhurst Park with me, Jim, and um, the independent sports editor, newly appointed sports editor, Ed Malian. Ed, how are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm very good. So we've just been in with Sam with his post-match press conference and what we thought we'd do for this pod is a small, brief bit from his press conference of him talking and then us discussing Palace's win today and the press conference. First of all, you think Sam should have been a bit more happy? He seems quite sort of sort of level-headed in that, didn't he? Well, first of all, you forgot to call it the survival edition. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right, yeah, survival you're bearing, edition. You're bearing the lead here that uh, Palace <laughs> are safe for another season. Yeah. A fifth consecutive season in the Premier League, something that Club Palace record. haven't done in 112 years and never been in the top flight for five years. Unless you're counting the First Division South, which I think none of us, <laughs> none of us particularly remember. I, I Kevin but and James will be. Pre-World yeah. War One. so Endicott will remember that from his youth. But um, <laughs> No, I think it's, it's one of those where, for him, he never wanted to be in a relegation battle this year. Yeah. He probably wanted to be England manager still. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's been a peculiar season for Sam Allardyce. He's come in, he's got some great results, then there's three defeats in a row that really put us in trouble. And I think you look at that today, what a great way to, to ensure you're staying up. But for him, as I think one of his answers alludes to that you'll see down the line, he's all about the building this team now. It's not about the firefight. Yeah, yeah. Because, okay, okay before we get on to the, the building of the team, because that is definitely something you've yeah. got to do in the summer. Today was more about Hull. I mean, Palace were good, but Hull was so bad, weren't they? For a team that had to come and win, had to get something to them, had to, had to get three points, they just didn't look like they believed they could do it. And they, they gave Palace two early goals. They're a dreadful side. Um, <laughs> they, you know, they've been so bad on the road this season, really, really bad away from home, and that's a mentality thing. And it's something that he, he obviously couldn't fix. Marco Silva, I think he's a very good young coach. I think lots of teams are going to take a look at him, including Southampton. He, um, in the, I don't know if you were in there earlier, but uh-huh. he sidestepped the question about staying, like it, someone it, dodging a second date. He, 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 he did, so did much not sidestep, he almost got out of the room to answer <laughs> that question. I think it's pretty clear that he's done with Hull. I think um, it's been a great shop window for him yeah. if you ever want to see that but you know what Hull just had that if you just look at the team today I was looking at the players I got on the field and it just looks like one of those relegation bound teams of mercenaries you know when it's, yeah, it's yeah. When, when teams get desperate and start signing all these random foreigners you've never heard of and I suppose you could say that about Luka Milivojevic or whoever you know you could look at Palace and, and probably make the same argument but there's something a bit different and I think uh, one of the key points of the press conference for me uh, came right at the end when Sam Allardyce confirmed that Julian Speroni will be staying at the club and has signed a new contract. For me, that shows that there is an understanding. Yeah, here. But he won't play him, will he? He doesn't. Ma- he doesn't need to play him. The point is that there is still that connection between uh, the club. You know, he's the longest serving player. He signed in what yeah. 2004 from Dundee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the season we were in the Premier League, 2004-5. Uh, so he's been at the club for 12, 13 years now. He's, he's had a testimonial. Hopefully, he goes on to have a coaching role or whatever within Definitely. the club. But but this is. 
this contract is going to cost the club X amount of money, X million pounds. But the key thing is that it it gives the dressing room a reference point. It's a guy who is Crystal Palace, a guy who has been here through the hard times and the good yeah. times. And it shows that there is an understanding. I think when we were doing badly during the season, people were rushing to blame the American owners and saying that they were losing touch and we didn't know yeah. what was going on. Well, I think this is a little sign that you know Allardyce and Parish do understand. Yeah, but in the same way, when Punchin was made captain, that's another Mr. Palace. That's another guy who knows the club. Really? Yeah. And that's another connection back from the dressing room to the fans. I, I, I think Jason Punchin was probably man of the match today in a yeah. weird game where there was no obvious one because Hull was so shit. Uh, it was really. <laughs> was, I mean, Wolf was good. Yeah, but Wolf's always good. You know? Yeah. I think uh, the way Punchin's been playing recently, I love the, the new midfield. I think Milivojevic and, and Punchin behind Kabai. I do hope Kabai stays. It felt like a goodbye. You're it looked like a goodbye he, wave, didn't it? It did look like a, I mean, Marseille are very interested, I think. And Marseille want to take him and they want to take Steve. Uh, and Steve's been a... Steve Randander has been a, a disappointment for me because he's such a good goalkeeper. Yeah. And I, I think we even saw today, again, Wayne Hennessy come out and missed a cross completely. And <laughs> yeah. There are a couple of moments that really get you worried. And, and Steve's and off, isn't he, really? In Steve Dunn, yes. Yeah. Steve, Steve's been off for months. He's been fit since, since virtually January, February. And... Yeah. and uh, He's not even been close to playing. Uh, we asked Sam about that a few times, and he's been very evasive. I think yeah. everyone knows. The, it was, you know, I hope that was just a standing ovation for Kabai because yeah. he's played really well. If he yeah. does leave, which you know, hopefully he doesn't, then he will probably leave as one of the greatest technically talented players yeah. that Palace have ever had yeah. up there with probably Lombardo and Jason Punchin. Yes, a similar level. A similar. Level. It's amazing for me that Punch is, he was a winger. Big you know. face. Puncher, he's, he's a winger who's been at the club but that was him literally just walking yeah. past us as well <laughs> uh, uh, Jason Punch is just uh, trying to get involved in the podcast but, <laughs> for the second time this week but uh, Punch outstanding um, the way he's, he's converted himself from being a winger at, at Southampton and, and Millwall and MK Dons if I remember correctly and now he's a central midfielder kind of a metronome in the Premier League and he's, he's doing it really well he's just got the eye for a pass he's an attacking player yeah. fundamentally but he's old enough experienced enough to know when to pass backwards to know when to hold on to the ball and turn and have a little look around and, and that's actually invaluable and when you're in a relegation fight as we saw with Hull today sometimes you get hurried and sometimes you get scared and you yeah, yeah. you you know you flip the ball on you don't want the responsibility that's a guy who wants the responsibility yeah, he yeah. took it and now he's earned it and I think in the summer as well like there's going to have to be spending we did so well in January like we spent really really well most of in the Premier League Luca was worth the money you've seen Schlupp Schlupp was brilliant today I thought Van Arnholt scored as well both worth the money but we've got to spend probably similar sorts of, sort of amounts of money in, in the summer well you've got to look at this you've got to look at this uh, Allardyce Rain and, and every press conference virtually he said we recruited so well we recruited so well yeah, we yeah. recruited so well yeah, yeah. You know, he said it so many times and he said it again today it was one of the key things that he always points out and you'll, yeah. you'll hear that afterwards uh, when Jim tacks the press conference on the end and I think he he loves the transfer market and he's not the only manager I've got a friend who spent a bit of time with, with Pochettino at, at Spurs recently and, and Poch was was feverishly kind of planning stuff for the transfer he can't wait for the transfer window yeah, to yeah. open this summer it's like me on football manager I can't no, wait for no, the end of the season it. it's best it, bit it's an interesting bit you can mould the team into what you want and obviously after six months this can't be the team that, that Sam wants yet Yeah. but they did buy so well in, in January it means that you've got to trust what they're going to do in July and August um, they're obviously already kind of an A-list of targets and a B-list of targets I think that they're always going for the A-list because they assumed that they would stay up and, and there are guys I think there's going to be a goalkeeper coming in for sure at least one goalkeeper I think in central midfield if, if Kabai goes obviously we're going to be buying one Joe Ledley his future doesn't look to be yeah Jimmy Mack hasn't been the same sort of player is he? no but I mean I think he's such a, a good plug and play 
guy that I would be tempted to keep. I can play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the defence obviously hinges on Sacco, um, but Martin Kelly and, and James Tompkins and Scott Downs are good three to start off with. If yeah, you can yeah. bring in a guy who's better than those three, then you're yeah, looking yeah. really, really hot. Um, Van Arnholt has got to be the first choice left back, and he's him and Schlupp together have solved that problem. Suarez yeah. comes in, and Suarez might be the odd man out. Oh yeah, Suarez. But I, doesn't Schlupp and Van Arnholt prove that you need two Premier League quality uh-huh. players Absolutely. in every position, which we don't have at the moment? The, the injuries in defence midfield have proven that. I just need a right back as well. I mean, yeah, I need a right back. Um, New goalkeeper. Uh, for me, yes, but I know there are lots of people that like Wayne Hennessy, and I don't really want to get involved in that holy war again. <laughs> uh, obviously, we love Will. Got to think he's going to stay. I don't think anyone's going to stump up the, the amount of money that they need to, to pay to get him out of here. Uh, Andros, if he's over that whole Newcastle thing, then then he stays and probably just get one more face in attack, I, I guess. But it, it's one of those things where now is the time I can go and ask these questions and, and find out. But for yeah. now, it, it's just a, a thing where Sam said he prefers this building process and he does the firefighting he's done the firefighting just he's got away with it next week we can ignore whatever happens at Old Trafford happens enjoy yourselves but I think <laughs> this summer will obviously really define the Allardyce project and the direction it's going to go OK let's check in with Allardyce then let's see what he said in his post-match press conference after that whole win <laughs> Came late and uh, the others as well, um, so uh, so that was um, something that was difficult because I think it was December the 23rd I arrived. So I think that um, having seen all the games through the Christmas and New Year, it was it was a tough, tough time and um, quick changes made behind the scenes and then and then I think the. The concentration on the on the recruitment and transfer market was was certainly one of the big elements on our turnaround. With the acquisition of the players that we that arrived at the club made us made us better defensively, which was the weakest part of the team. With one clean sheet when I arrived and conceding so many goals that we had to start at that base before we were going to get anywhere, and um, and that became the case. I think so. You know, the acquisitions made a difference. It increased the confidence of the players already here. We stopped conceding goals and we started winning football matches. And and then we looked at the running and said, well, well I said to myself, well, this is the, probably the hardest one. The quality of teams that we had to play on the running. So I suppose when you've taken three points at Chelsea away and we're riding out at the top of the league and have won the Premier League, and uh, we're the first team to beat them in their spot since, since I think it was September. Um, you know, gave us a great, great lift, and that was our fourth win on the trot. I think that we started to suffer a few injuries, but seemed to get through it. Then, you know, with the Liverpool away and an Arsenal home victory, but uh, and then we had a little stumble. But today, just, just the way we've seen, seen, Old City off today, really, really pleased me. The way we tactically nullified anything that they had to throw at us and the way we the, took the quality of the goals, the way we counter-attacked it, counter-attacked in the second half. And we really didn't give them a sniff or a chance or a hope today and, and, and we did the job perfectly well under enormous pressure in front of your home fans uh, to deliver a, a performance. And, uh, and a sunny day, last home game, full house, 4-0, Brings a great end to what's been a difficult season, but feels great for us all. 
Sam, can you just sum up the year you've had personally? Sunderland, England, Palace, it ends today. It's been a bit of a year, isn't it? <laughs> yes, I mean, not something I planned, of course. I think that uh, uh, it was um, uh, the rise, um, the achievement of Sunderland, the disappointment of uh, England, and then the, the saving of Crystal Palace, I suppose, where where Steve Steve saw that he needed to change. He sort of thought I was the man. We had a chat, I came and we'd done it and we've achieved it all together with their support as well as the players and staff and the fans. Without their support in January financially and without our shrewd recruitment operation, um, it might have been difficult for us to have gone out of the trouble we got, but we have and uh, and that, that's what matters. And going forward in the future shows the one way forward in, 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 in any football club to be successful is is. If you release a player, the new player you bring in has got to be make sure he's better than the player you leave. Otherwise, you can have a struggle um, in the season ahead. So um, everybody's got to enjoy themselves now and relax and get ready for Manchester United where there's no pressure on us to, to get any points other than to go and try and put on another performance at, at one of the greatest venues, football venues in the world. Uh, and then, um, then they'll look forward to the summer. That could be quite a good experience now, yes, definitely. Without Alice need any points, it's always difficult to um, uh, to get a result against uh, Manchester United and, and Jose, who sets out sets great tactics. I think that you've always got to be wary of that, I think. But, you know, I mean, his focus, I think, would be on the final, Europa Cup final. Um, so, if he does play a weakened team, or if he doesn't, for us, the most important thing going there is not needing any points. And that means we can express ourselves, hopefully in a very positive way, and uh, in, in, enjoy the game and try and enjoy getting the results at Old Trafford. Uh, now, now the pressure's off, how, how much potential do you think this squad's got in terms of maybe just a, a few more signings? Really, you could be a, a decent top half of the table team, couldn't you? Um, uh, I think it's, um, I, as I mentioned before, I think the recruitment... The next level of recruitment is critical to to the team being more consistent um, and, and achieving more in the Premier League rather than the fight against relegation. And I think that um, that's something we'll all discuss in the, in, in the future. I'll, I'll stress again that our recruitment in January um, and the finance found by the owners was critical to this this. Uh, this major escape that we've just achieved, and it is a major escape. Sam, is, is successfully firefighting or building for the future the more enjoyable part of the Building for the future is the more enjoyable part. Firefighting is a difficult part of this of the task when you come in. I mean, if you've got the label, you have to accept the label that you're good at it, like you mean. But I mean, really, building for the future is much more important because it relieves the stress on you, relieves the stress on everybody at the football club. I mean, we were all very, very nervous today going into the game. Um, but the nerves were used in a very positive way, particularly by the players, to deliver a performance that was needed. But we, we wouldn't want to, and I personally wouldn't want to keep fighting relegation 
at the end of every season for me you know it's it's a very difficult task but once you've done it it's build build for the future um, and try and make sure that you're not put, you don't put yourself in that position again <laughs> happy man there before the game you said to me Ed uh, that it felt like Southampton 2005 when we needed a win and then Higginbottom scored that goal it was more like Burnley 2008 last game of the season to get in the playoffs 5-0 win it felt way more like that didn't it yeah, without hauling off Victor Moses after 30 minutes because the job was done. But uh, the yeah, it was an odd feeling. You know, there was there was a peculiar amount of relegation nostalgia filling the streets on the way here. And <laughs> well, that's just Palace, isn't it? We just it do is, that. It is. You know, for, I mean, most of our most of our memories are relegation involved. So yeah, yeah they are. It was one of those where I, I felt coming into it that we were going to be fine, whatever happens. You know, I thought, you know, if we have to go and win Old Trafford, we have to go and win Old Trafford. But whatever. That first minute mistake from Renocchi just absolutely killed them. Yeah. A team who struggles on the road, a team who they've only scored two goals away from home once this season. That was on the 20th of August, their first away game of the season at Swansea. They won 2-0. They've not won a game away from home since. They've not scored two goals yeah, away from home Yeah, but didn't that make since. you think, same with Burnley, didn't that make you think, oh, well, obviously they're going to win today then? Well, well no. No, because, <laughs> uh, you know, that, that goal guts them. They've suddenly got to score two. Yeah. Benteke, I mean, the Benteke goal was so easy. At that point, they just looked deflated. Yeah. They've got to score three. Defending was terrible, yeah. The, you know, the mountain became Everest in no time, and yeah. they couldn't even find base camp. That was a team that, that wasn't good enough to be in this division. They started the season well, and then they just had all of that luck gone, and they're out. They just, not, they just weren't good enough. Palace, I think, are a team who could have finished 13th or 14th this season in a, in a slightly different world. Uh, I don't think they're as bad as their league position suggests, but uh, next season, they need to be at least 13th, 14th and looking higher I think up to 10th good stuff yeah well hopefully it will be um, so there you go that wraps up a really brief um, instant pod I guess pod extra with the Allardyce press conference in there let us know if you enjoyed this want to see more of this next season uh, tweet us all the usual places and let us know and we'll be back in a couple of days with the normal regular full length FYP podcast Network.